Good morning. We're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. Our scripture comes from the book of John, chapter 15. Beginning in verse 1, the Bible says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husband. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Verse 11 says, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. The first thing I want to look at this morning is the vine. And here Jesus is talking to the disciples as he has just told them that he is going to have to go away and he is going to leave them. And he is giving them an idea of what the expectation is going to be. And that expectation is going to be not a little fruit, not for them to do a little bit of what they had seen, of what they had done while he was there. But he was telling them that he was going to expect much fruit. And today I believe Jesus expects much fruit from us. Now we need to understand the context as we dig into this scripture. There's a few verses that could be confusing. Verse number two where it talks about every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And in verse number six, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. We need to understand, as Jesus spoke this parable, he is referring to the nation of Israel. He is referring to the Jews that crucified him. And in Matthew 21, Jesus tells a parable of a householder who planted a vineyard, but when he sent his servants, the ones over the vineyard killed them, ultimately killing his son. This precedes the famous verse, The stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner. And it also says that this is the Lord's doing in Matthew 21, 42. Now let's never forget it was God's plan. It was God's purpose for Christ to come and for him to die, for him to be crucified. And here as he he is talking to the disciples, he is reminding them in Matthew 21, 43, he says, Therefore I say unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken away from you and given to a nation, bringing forth the fruits thereof. He was reminding them that the nation, that the gospel will be taken from the ones who reject it from the Jewish people and will be given to the church. That is us. And I believe there is plenty that we can hear, that we can learn from this parable, from this story that Jesus has told and we need to realize he is the true vine he is the one that we all need to be attached to we must 
abide in him. We look at the visit of the husbandman as he comes in and we must abide in him. There must be a purchase of the vineyard. There must be a purchase of the vine. There must be abiding in the vine. We see a branch laying out on the ground somewhere and we don't look at it and say, well, we expect that to bring forth fruit if it's become disattached if it's become cut off from the vine it's not going to have any purpose it's not going to grow anything we're not going to see something coming from that and we oftentimes as christians as people we try to do things in our own effort try to do things in our own will there's even many people that try to get saved in their own will i talked to a young man this past week is talking about how he Whenever he got saved, he wanted to go all in. He wanted to go full force. He didn't want to just half do it. He wanted to give it all to God. He wanted to do everything. And I admire his thought, but there was a whole lot of talk of what he was going to do. And he forgot that you've got to stop. You've got to let Jesus do his work. We've got to let the gospel do its work. We've got to let the Holy Spirit do its work. We can't hype up the service. We can't make people sad. We can't make people cry and tell a lot of stories and get people to come in and make true professions of faith. We've got to give them the gospel. We've got to let the Holy Spirit deal and draw them, and we've got to let God save the souls. We must abide in Him. We must first make sure we're abiding in the Savior. We're part of the true vine we have accepted the gospel romans 1 16 says for i am not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it is the power of god and the salvation to everyone that believeth to the jew first and also to the greek there must be a purchase but there must be a pruning notice notice it says every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit if you drive through hendersonville where all the apple orchards are you'll see the branches you'll see the trees and they go in there at a certain time of year i believe around february and they cut them back why they cut them back they cut them back so the branches won't get too long so they won't get too long and i hold the apples way out over and they drop down and they fall on the ground and they rot we have a lot of christians we have a lot of people a lot of times the branch has gotten too long it's gotten too big it's gotten too too far too far in itself it's not abiding in the vine it's not staying close to the vine and that's where we end up with people seeing not seeing results not seeing much fruit as god said we must be humble we must be faithful to stay in Christ sometimes God has to come by and he has to prune us he has to do a little work he has to cut back some of the stuff that doesn't need to be there to get us to be able to bear that much fruit Psalm 94 12 says blessed is the man whom thou chasteneth O Lord and teacheth him out of thy law Hebrews 4 12 says for the word of God is quick and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, I, I don't know what's going on in your heart. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what your desire is. I don't know what is motivating you, but rest assured and know that God knows. The Holy Spirit knows. And uh, when you read the Word, whenever the Word's preached, whenever the Word's brought out, God can bring that to the surface. He can bring that to your mind 
brain out and clean your heart. And he can do some pruning. We need to visit, but we also need to vision. See, Jesus here, he didn't say we want a little fruit. He didn't say we want some fruit, but he said he expected much fruit. Now remember the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 23 is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. We should have all of those. It's not It's not plural. It's all these. It's love, joy, peace, suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. They all should be present, each and every one of them, in the believer. We all should have love. That love, the word used for love there is agape love. It's that self-sacrificing love. If the love of God is in you, the love of God will come out of you. His joy will come out of you. If there's one thing we're missing today, we're missing joy, we're missing peace, we're missing long-suffering. People are quick to get mad. What does long-suffering mean? It means to suffer long. It means to be patient. It means to give people a change. Now, don't take advantage of that and say, well, you're supposed to be long-suffering. If you're being difficult, if you're being hard, then you need to work on it. You need to try to be a little bit easier to get along with. We need some people that work on their gentleness. They work on their kindness, their goodness, their overall good spirit, their faith in Jesus, their trust, their meekness. Now, a lot of people don't have a lot of meekness. A lot of people don't have a lot of humbleness. We talked about the branch getting too long and where the trouble starts. Also, look at temperance. It says that we should have temperance. We should be of even temper. We should be able to control ourselves and not get too angry and not not spout off at the mouth and run off at the lip. We should be able to control our temper, have a good temper to be meek and love and be long-suffering. That should be our overall testimony. If we have that, we will be able to offer up fruit. That'll be fruit of praise. Hebrews thirteen fifteen says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of her lips, giving thanks to his name. There'll be a fruit of sacrificial love, Colossians 1.10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord and all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. There should be a godly behavior. Matthew 3.8 tells us to bring forth fruits, meat for repentance. There should be a godly behavior. We should be trying to behave more like our Savior, more like the example given for us. We, before us, we should have an overall good countenance, a good spirit about us, a good behavior should be a habitual thing. We should also bring forth true converts. In Romans one thirteen. Paul called the saved Gentiles fruit. If you have the fruit of the Spirit working in your life, if you have the fruit of the Spirit coming out of you, you'll be able to bring forth some fruit that is some converts perhaps perhaps if the fruits aren't working in you perhaps that's why we pray and we pray for our lost loved ones and we don't get to see them saved our friends our family because we're not giving an example we're not producing the fruit of the spirit that should be coming in our lives we see the vision and we see the victory in verse number 11 these things have i spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. In Psalms 5.11, the Bible says, But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest 
them, let them also that love thy name be joyful. In thee, Psalm 16, 11 says, Thou wilt show me the path of life, and thy presence is the fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. If you're struggling, if you're struggling to have joy, if you're struggling to have that great peace, perhaps it's because you're not following the Word of God, you're not trusting, and what He said and what He's commanded you to do, perhaps that's the reason why we're having to struggle. So many people are having to struggle to have that great joy. We've got to get back. We've got to get back to abiding in Him. We've got to get back to not trying to do things on our own, in our own power, in our own strength, in our own knowledge, in our own wisdom. We've got to get back to just being the vine. See, that vine, that vine, that branch, it doesn't have, it doesn't have to plant on or to work to bring forth fruit. That branch, all it does is it abides in the vine. It abides in the vine and all the nutrients, all the nutrients, the water, the nutrition, all comes up through the vine and out to the branch and it can't do anything. It can't do anything but just bring forth fruit. But just bring forth fruit. Let God, let God work in your heart. Let God do the pruning. Abide in our Savior, Jesus Christ. And let him bring forth much fruit. God bless.